0: Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to question number 68. How'd you start selling human skulls? It's my conversation with Scott Watzlowick, owner of 43 Skulls, in Appleton, Wisconsin. It's an oddities shop.
1: Is that the name of the shop or he has 43 skulls?
0: No, the name of the shop is 43 skulls.
1: That's an interesting number.
0: By the way, this podcast is gonna be up on YouTube. I'm gonna put the link in the show notes below if someone wants to go to it, the full conversations. One of the first times I'm putting up the entire full conversations with extras of me showing uh, their pop-up shop that they were doing in Appleton. If someone says, I'm not going to YouTube. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to stay right here because I'm comfortable. How would you describe an oddities show? Like, what's the first thing that comes to mind? You weren't at this.
1: No, but I've been to other ones. I would almost describe it as a bunch of things that you feel like might be taboo. Oh, interesting. But I don't know. Some of them, most of them are not at all. But they just feel like, you know, like a fetus in a jar. Like, oh, that feels taboo. Oh, man. I love doing
0: these intros with you because you say things like this that happen to be a part of this podcast.
1: That's funny. It's like I'm setting you up and I didn't even know it.
0: I know the re okay the reason why uh that's interesting is because I asked him what is one thing he won't sell.
1: Was it what I just said? And he
0: said well one of the things he won't sell in his oddity shop is human fetuses mm. because he wants it to be a family-friendly place.
1: It's interesting though that's why I say things that seem taboo. It's interesting that we deem that as not okay when regardless of someone's opinion on abortions or otherwise some people have miscarriages and that's the baby in the jar yeah we're just assuming that it's this something naughty it's just funny how people jump to conclusions or deem things as good or bad or naughty or safe when that's yes the world is much grayer than that yes and that's why i think oddity shops are really interesting
0: oh my gosh that's so beautiful that you just said because i believe I can honestly say that this podcast dives into all the things you just said, and because of that, because of how it came about, because of what it was, the conversation that it was that ended up uh, getting me to tear up at one of Scott's stories, uh, someone I just met about 10 minutes before turning on record with these microphones. This episode is the reason why I do this podcast. Where do you
2: live? In the city. Do you have a house? Apartment. On a rent. Rent. What do you do for a living? Lots of things. Where's your office? Don't have one. How come? It's a long story. Do you have kids? No, I don't. How come? What's your record for consecutive questions asked? 38. <laughs> Why are you
1: You talking to me? Who are you?
2: Uh, quiz. Hot shot. Quick, me to talk? You.
0: For those of you joining us for the first time, my name is Rob Morgan and for the past decade I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. This is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. I'm joined, as always, by my wife, my friend Sarah. Me! Alright, here's the deal. We don't have Guinness with us right now. I just got back in town. I'm so glad that I don't have obligations uh, with sponsorships or partnerships with this podcast, or else I would have to tell you that Guinness is the greatest beer known to mankind.
1: It doesn't really tie in, but... It doesn't
0: really tie in. Okay, listen, we don't have a ton of time to do this intro, uh, which is probably good news for you because I'm always, I feel like I always tell you I'm going to sit down for a few minutes with you, and then I end up dragging it on. An hour and a half. I am just going to tell you how this came about, why I'm pumped about it. And why I think this episode is the reason why I do this podcast. Are you setting your microphone down?
1: Yeah, you're just gonna tell us stuff now.
0: Well, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna pitch in?
1: We you said the time was up.
0: No. Oh, oh, so you can leave? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll make this quick. Give me just just another, give me two two minutes, ready? Give me one minute, 30 seconds, ready? This last weekend, I was playing a music festival in Appleton, Wisconsin. The the festival's called Mile of Music. We got there a day early, Thursday night. Nate Babs and Andre Rodriguez, both of them have been on this podcast. You should go back and check out their episodes. Maybe I'll link them in the show notes below. Both of them, we were walking around Appleton, Wisconsin, uh, and I think we are looking for food. And we passed by this building with a massive glass window. And on the other side of the window, I didn't even look in this at first. Nate said, holy crap, look in there. And we turn our heads and there is a massive tiger skeleton fully assembled right in the window. Mm. And just past that is a taxidermy giraffe head. Mm. that is massive and it's all sitting there so we both of us all three of us because Nate and Andre are always down for something curious we go in there we're like we have to check this out oh my gosh. turns out it curious. was a pop-up shop uh, put, to, put on by three artists a storyteller an owner of an oddity shop and a photographer went in there. Oh,
1: I didn't realize I thought it was just the oddity shop moves, but it was like a whole package deal.
0: Yeah. They have a brick and mortar shop. We're going to dive into that in this conversation, but this was just a pop-up thing where they bring a ton of stuff in, man. It looked like a ton of work. Someone comes up and says hi to us, asks if we have any questions. And it turns out that it's Scott's daughter, Kayla massive shout out to Kayla because without her, none of this would have happened. Long story short, is we're walking around and there's skulls, human skeletons, all the things that you were saying you'd think you'd see uh, at an oddity shop. After talking with Caleb a bit more, and and I was asking her if she would sit down with me at some point when I have some free time during this music festival uh, for a podcast interview, and she said that even better would be to talk to her dad, Scott, who started it all, who owns the shop. So that's what happened. Uh, We found a time that weekend, this is why this conversation is the reason why I do this podcast. It's because sometimes I fumble around trying to think, okay, who do I get on the podcast? Who? Do I, what's the next thing to do? And it, it was a reminder that this whole curiosity thing is a lifestyle. It's a way I want to position myself in the universe, a way I want to live and keep my eyes and ears open for interesting and intriguing people that I meet. I would have never planned on this conversation happening. But because I was open, because Scott was open, one of my favorite conversations on the podcast happened. So I'm not going to say anything more. Uh, Let's dive right into it. Here is my conversation with Scott of 43 Skulls in Appleton, Wisconsin, in the middle of a music festival. Let's start with this. I want to paint a picture. Where
2: are we? What is this? Appleton, Wisconsin puts on the Mile of Music every year uh, this time and it's a gigantic event. It brings thousands upon thousands to the city. Um, there's hundreds of musicians, thousands of musicians, hundreds of bands playing. Um, they play everywhere. Uh, where we're sitting now is a pop-up gallery for the Mile of Music. Um, Dave Jackson, myself, uh, owner of 43 Skulls, um and the Meat Man do this every year. What we do is, Dave Jackson's a a very, very well-known photographer who does a lot of amazing photography for businesses. Um, He does a lot of rock bands, um, big names. He was just with Rob Zombie last week. and that's
0: this guy in the middle. That right? is
2: this menacing man in the middle. <laughs> yeah. He's he's really not menacing. Uh, he looks like the lord of the mi- with the minions, yeah. <laughs> that yep.
0: b- bring it all together. Yep, yep.
2: <laughs> that's Dave. Uh, so Dave Dave does the photography. Yeah, um, for musicians uh, in the mile of music and their bands. Um, he you know they do CD covers and yeah. just, just band art, and he does that for free. Um, kind of just to give back to the community because uh, Dave's such a big part of it. He likes likes taking care of everybody, and and this is our one one party of the year. So I put in my gallery um, all the oddities from 43 yeah. Skulls. Um, I put in. Do you in,
0: have Do you have a, a brick and mortar shop like a shop people can go I to? Do, well,
2: I have a I have a store. Um, okay, yeah. In a tattoo shop a few few blocks away on Wisconsin really? Avenue.
0: What tattoo shop?
2: Uh, the Body Shop Tattoo and yeah. Piercing. Okay. Cool. Um, we have a location at memories antique mall in uh, little Chute, and then we have a few things in big guns tattoo on calumet in appleton as well so three retail locations and then we do the pop-up galleries sometimes we do uh, traveling to local libraries we set up displays we teach kids about the animals that we have and you know where they came from what they eat yeah. you know that type of thing it's really easy to keep kids focused when when you throw an African lion yes. skeleton in front of them, I mean, they, they like to see that. Would you so.
0: walk in and there's a giraffe yes. at, at eye level to me?
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it easy. It catches for the me. eye. Yeah, it
0: does catch the eye. That's funny.
2: Yeah, we've got some pretty, I think, obviously, I'm kind of partial, but I think pretty, yes. pretty cool pieces. We've got yes. some rare pieces. We've got some pieces that we can't sell um, just because of animal laws. There's a lot of animal laws out there. Um, We follow them all. Tell me about the laws. Is
0: there one that stands out? I know there's so many laws, but is there one or two that come to mind that affect you the most?
2: Well, one of them that affect me the most is um, not long ago, you could sell African lions and tiger skeletons, skulls, things of that nature throughout the country. Um, Recently, a law was passed where you can only sell those animals in your state. They can't cross state lines. Now, that's because they're in endangered species Mm -hmm. and the protection acts get stricter and stricter and I think that's a great thing um, in a lot of cases um, protecting the animals making sure that we don't drive them to extinction but uh, things like the African lion I have is a natural death zoo animal it died in a zoo in Wisconsin Um, it was 20 years old which is extremely old for an African lion Um, that's, that's that's a pretty ripe old age uh,
0: i want to give a shout out by
2: the way to your daughter yeah, absolutely yeah
0: uh, uh, we were chatting it really struck me how important it is to you guys to explain where these animals came from and mm-hmm. the origin of them absolutely and uh i want to hear more about that like how you because I, I think about when i when someone walks into this and you see uh, a skeleton or you see this massive okay like a, a giraffe this is uh something you only see on like a safari right. in africa Right. How do you get your hands on a taxidermy giraffe?
2: Sure. Well, and and a big part of this, something that affects me greatly is um, last year at our Mile of Music, we had a a lady walk in and walked in the door and screamed across the room at at me that I was a killer. And I walked over to her trying to explain things, and she said, You're just disgusting. You should be ashamed of yourself. I can't believe you're an animal killer like this. And she stormed out the door. And that really hurts me yeah um, because i <laughs> I, th- I wish people would give give us a chance to say here 's what we do and and by that, I mean we buy these animals from zoos um, like the african lion um, that 's a natural death zoo animal. Um, zoos used to take their dead animals, bury them out in the back forty, and let them rot in the ground okay now, um, oddities, store owners and collectors like myself and many others out there buy these animals that helps refund the zoo it doesn't rot in the ground and waste we take the animals taxidermist, taxidermy the hides of the animals and they sell those to museums or libraries places to show them yeah um, we take the skeletons um, uh, those get articulated and those get sold uh, to museums collectors you know whoever um, and we also take them to local libraries we put them on display we show kids teach them about the animal where they came from what they eat you know things of that nature um there's other animals in here that are are roadkill animals um you know you can leave it on the road and let it rot or do you you ever
0: find do you ever find them roadkill? or how do you find those do people bring them to you
2: people at this point now i I, people bring me a lot of that stuff um we also take a lot of um pet store deaths um, things of that nature. We do... Ethically sourced to me um, means there are animals in here that were hunted, but they were hunted and eaten. You know, it's not like they were hunted for okay. just killing for killing's sake or nobody okay. killed anything yes. to put it in my store.
0: Yes. Okay. That was the word I was searching for, the sport, like the big game sports right. uh, that people go... Like the poaching side of things, that people would do that and then sell it for profit. That's because that is... Man, I'm just fascinated with the assumptions that 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 someone like that woman comes in instead of leading with curiosity. Okay, t- like coming in and saying, "Okay, I'm seeing something. I instantly have my own freaking perspective on where I, I assume this is all coming from." Tell me, right. why don't you give me your story first? You just and nothing pisses me off than just that leading of like, "This well, is what you're doing is wrong." Yeah, like,
2: right. It's it's the whole don't judge a book by its color. Yeah, and and I'm a prime example of that. I got gigantic holes in my ears. I am covered in tattoos yeah um people think you know ooh, he's a badass or tough guy or stay away from him or look at all the dead shit okay. you know he's crazy <laughs> you know people make those assumptions yeah. and and the people that take the time to talk to my my daughter my father myself yeah. um, people that take that time actually realize we're trying to educate people we're trying to put really cool things into people's hands and in doing so we're helping places like the zoos we're teaching kids about animals we're you know so it's that's the important thing to me is teaching showing and and bringing these types of things more into the public because years ago when I first started collecting you didn't tell people Because people thought you were a serial killer if you had skulls or, you know, or they, you know, just, again, judge a book by its cover. You know, if you collect stuff like this, you're a whack job or whatever. It's
0: funny you said, because I I experienced a micro version of that when I was in here the other night. I was uh, chatting with some people by, you have a table that you're selling uh, kits. Yes. Uh, of, are they fox? Skull puzzles. Skull? skull puzzles.
2: Yep. Fox, Bobcat, and Coyote, I think we have over there is what's yeah. left.
0: Okay. And so it's something. It's like 15 bucks, mm-hmm. and you can put it together at Skull. And I was saying, man, this is so cool. I might pick up one of these because this would be a fun thing to have in the studio or something. And the person next to me said, oh, like you would just put that in your home? That's kind of dark that you'd want that in your studio. or Yeah. So I can kind right. of realize that the assumption of if you walked in and you have a fox skull, it's to some people... It's not that celebrating of this is something that exists all around us that's on, just underneath the skin, but there's this right. dark thing behind it. Yep. Assumption, yeah.
2: Well, and, and like I said, we do we do take animals. There were, There's a, st- a big steer over there that was killed for steaks, food. Yep. And, and, and if you're a vegetarian, great, be a vegetarian, but there are people that eat meat, and as long as they're not wasting the animal or just killing it for fun. Yeah you know, I, I think that's ethical. Yeah. Um, People need to eat. So there are animals that were killed for food. There were, there are animals that were killed for furs, but again, you need to look deep into those things. Animals that are killed for furs, we, we get a lot of uh, furs from Alaska. Okay. Um, And the Inuit there, uh, the, the people, they hunt for a living. Yeah. They don't have a lot of income in those areas. So, they hunt, they eat the animal, they sell the furs off, it helps them survive. Yes. I mean, it's it's people helping people. It's not just, hey, these people are killing things to sell them. To me, and, and I know this isn't for everyone, but to me, I would rather not see an animal get buried in a hole and rot when I can put it together and take it to teach children and adults about the animal to help the con- conservation of Protected species and to make people aware that hey, there's a lot of these animals dying We may not have them again. We need to stop. We need to we need to do whatever it takes To make sure they are sustained on the planet Um,
0: Do you do you consider yourself? um, More of an artist or a teacher? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because this whole teaching side That you're, that you are mentioning to me is fascinating.
2: It's that, you know, it's, I get my joy from teaching. I get my joy from the art. I get my joy from hanging out and communicating and teaching people about what we're doing and how we're supporting things. Um, It's just a blast for me. I mean, there's, there's not a favorite aspect because I love it all. Really? Yeah.
0: Man, I and that it is so. It's so cool because it's so. Uh, it's so obvious. The the care that you all that you all have when someone comes in, it blew my mind. Even the side of, I, I walked in here, and this giraffe is sitting in the front window. And once again, any other time I would be in a situation like that, I would see a hundred "do not touch" uh, uh, signs up. But you were saying, hey, you should. Just go, yeah. Feel free to touch the giraffe if you have something you want to touch. Is that uh, you you know? When I was a kid,
2: I I started. I started collecting things of this nature when I was 11 years old. Okay. Um, When I was a kid, I'd go into a place and see a bone or a skull, and as a kid, you want to grab that and go, "Wow, that's awesome!" Yeah. But everybody's don't touch that. Don't break it. Don't don't touch it. I hate that. I hate that. Yes. Just constantly stifling. Right. Yes. So when when kids come up and they go, hey, can I touch the African lion? The parents instantly, no, you can't touch that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's an expensive piece. It is. Yeah. But I don't care. I want the kid to come up and feel what that lion's bone feels like because it's not going to hurt the bone. Let them touch it. Yeah, I'll be there, standing there. I mean, I don't want them to try and ride the thing. <laughs> yeah, but I <laughs> you want them have to, to see someone like hanging off of right. it. Right. I want yeah. a, I want a kid to be able to touch a tooth from a tiger. I want them to touch the bone and be interested and want to learn more about it. Yeah. And 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 to learn more about it and want to learn more about it, you have to touch things. Yeah. You have to hold them. You have to turn them around and check them out. Yeah. So, I, I've always, as a kid, hated the fact that don't touch. So when you come into my gallery, I encourage a lot of pieces need to have our supervision. Yeah. However, there's yeah. nothing here you can't touch.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, that's so cool. Uh, yeah. And I wonder if that, I mean, you were talking earlier about the you know, the natural kind of creepy side to, to like any, I've seen someone seeing a skull or mm-hmm. a taxidermy animal. But I wonder if that, that touching side of it, that interaction with it kind of, takes a little bit of, of that away
2: i think so i think in a lot of cases like like i said there, there are people that walk in here and they're completely creeped out okay and there are and and the, and the thing that's fun for me is walking up to those people that are creeped out and uh handing them a skull and making them at ease yeah so they so they go ah okay i start i'm starting to get what you're doing that's not so bad. It's not yes. wanted. It's yeah. not going to scare me in the middle of the night. Totally. You know, how often
0: I, do you see that? Like that you, you just made the, Oh, like, do you see, can you see like the oh, f- almost physical change of like the shoulders?
2: Absolutely. Drop. Okay. And it's, and it's just like one of my favorite things in our pop-up gallery is to sit outside in the front door. Yeah. Because people will walk, walk past, like you would have said earlier, Yeah. people will walk past and they'll catch the African lion out of the corner of their eye and they will stop dead in their tracks. And their jaws will hit the floor and they'll be like, what is that? Yes. And you know what? I'm sitting there and I just, my <laughs> face hurts all day from smiling, watching people, people no, stop dead in their You're going to be tracks. behind
0: the scenes. No, no one has any clue that you're a part of this. Right. You just get to see that reaction. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's oh, awesome. Oh, that's cool.
2: That's what's fun. It's yeah. all fun.
0: Man, I uh, I love that. Um okay, you mentioned uh, earlier about I love the I I'm so fascinated by the origin stories and you talked about you being 11 years old mm-hmm. and fi- like having your first piece. Do you remember <laughs> what that was? Like, getting into this?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, here's where here's where you make the big tough guy look like a soft guy. Um it's uh, my first piece is very emotional to me. What started me off in oddities when I was 11 years old, I had the trauma of losing my grandfather. My grandfather lost his leg in the war and had a prosthetic leg. So he, you know, struggled to walk. Mm-hmm. And and my grandfather's time prosthetics weren't, you know, they didn't have shocks in them yeah. and you know springs. And, yeah. But but they were real just hard. Just shy they, of like the wooden. Right, wooden post. just shy of yeah. a wooden post. So. When my grandfather died, I, I had my family in the dining room talking about funeral arrangements and who gets what, and I, I couldn't listen to it anymore. I was sad. I, I went to my grandparents' bedroom and I hid in their closet, and in the corner of their closet was one of my grandfather's um, old prosthetics. Um, I put my arms around his prosthetic leg and just bawled in that closet. Um, because I lost my grandfather, and the only thing that was left of him was the leg in the closet, and uh, my grandmother came in, heard me crying, and talked me down a little bit, you know, gave me a hug, and then asked if there was anything in my grandfather I wanted, and uh, I told her I wanted his leg. My grandfather my, my grandmother's face was shock and disbelief, like, why would you want something like that? Yeah. And and I could see it in her face, but I, I want my grandpa's leg, you know. And and my dad had talked to her, and my grandma goes, can I give him that? And my dad said, if it'll make him, make him feel better, sure, yeah. you know. So my grandfather's leg, which is... Sitting right here. This is it. This is it.
0: Oh my word! It, this isn't his like a jean of his, is it? No. Or a boot
2: is. is just, the jean, the jean and the boot are my we work jeans, boots, and I put it over there to protect it because oh, this, yeah. this piece means so much to me. But yes, old straps and uh, yes. inside of it, it's it's tough to wear. You know, he was a tough guy. Yeah. But oh this, my gosh!
0: Wait, was there no? There's no cushion on there
2: in there. There was a little round. Tiny padding in the bottom, oh, and what? I remember my grandfather. Can I may I touch this? Absolutely. By the way, I'm like, I'm like. Grap- my oh, grandfather my in the word. evening would take that off, and I could see sores in his nub. So it was. I mean, things like these were a struggle to wear for someone that lost. Oh leg. my word! Yes. But uh, this piece, when I was when I was young, is what started all of the really the collecting, the gallery, and I think my joy of teaching came from my grandfather as well because my grandfather you know he taught me how to fish he taught me how to drive when I was way too young but it was yeah, my yeah butt. totally um you know my grandfather just taught me and taught me and taught me and and I want to share that with people and and my grandfather not being here um I guess my way of showing how much I cared about him and respect him is teaching others like he taught me
1: so oh.
0: Oh my word that is thank you for sharing that with me that's such a beautiful story holy crap because this it to me um I is it's so fascinating where someone would say i that uh, there's a few parts of that story that stuck out to me one of them was your grandma's asking your dad like, is, it, is it all right if are you cool with this because there's almost like this is kind of weird are you cool like that weird like that weirdness place right. to this my which grandmother piece,
2: thought it was something that should be thrown away cause okay yeah. Something, Who you, needs that?
0: It, yeah, it is. And it's so funny to me because this is... Man, I mean, you deal with... Uh, with. I don't know if you do tattooing stuff or you just I part don't. of that scene. I don't. Many of my friends Yeah, do. But when it comes to tattoo scene that you're familiar with, too, obviously, it's like these, uh, these are memories. They're all symbols of something and what it means yep. to someone. An image that you put on your body do, isn't going to connect with someone else the same as it does with you and this i think about what this means to your grandma as something she's going to throw away but then th- what this means to 11 10 9, 8 year old kid like this to opposite this is, ends yes, of the
2: totally like, she wants to toss it and i couldn't this, this is this your, will never leave me yes
0: oh man that's so beautiful it's the memorial uh, and I, th- I just I, – when I, when you say that story, I just picture like – I picture the the late nights like it, sitting down in front of a TV or something like that and like, you know, the, just that like that relief of grandpa taking off his leg and just like, yep. oh, okay, I can finally take it off. And this is – to you as a kid, this is the big thing that stands out. This is like – this is – like yep. that whole situation is your grandpa.
2: My grandfather lost his leg for this country and oh. I'm honored to have it.
0: yes. How does this lead? Because to me, it's so beautiful. That story is so beautiful and so obvious that this is not. To me, there's no, there's no oddity in this. To me, this Thank to you. me is like when you when I'm looking at this, I'm hearing the story. To me, I have um, my grandfather who passed away before I knew him. I have a, I have a ring of his that's on a necklace now, and has uh, the stones of all my aunts and uncles on it, and that's the one thing I have of my grandpa that I'll never know. Um And this is the same thing yeah. this is it might as well have been a ring. It's just something he put on every day. Yep. Uh, how does this lead then to this uh, idea of collecting oddities
2: then, you know i I'm not exactly exactly sure i think as tough as I may look on the exterior, um, I'm not I think something like my grandfather's death at that point in my life, obviously for that young of a person, it was the first person I loved that died. So it was extremely traumatic to me. And, and I think that trauma really screwed my head up when I was that age. And when, when I say that, I mean, I just went into a a deep dark depression because my grandfather wasn't around. And I, what I, what I released on was, um i 'd pick through people 's junk on the way home from school, you know the garb when the garbage men used to be on the back of the truck and throw the bags in everybody put their stuff on the curb on the way home from school i 'd look for stuff and i 'd find doll broken doll parts and you know old picture frames and stuff like that and i 'd take them to my dad 's garage, which is now my workshop um, but i'd take them to my ga- dad 's garage and i 'd glue them together into some sort of sculpture and you know everybody that that time would look at me and go, man, that's twisted. And I'm like, I don't know, man, that's just my head right now, you know. It, it's 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 a little twisted. So I, I'd start making things out of doll parts, and then I'd, you know, I found a skull, and I'm like, wow, this is. Awesome. Do you remember
0: what kind of skull it
2: was? I found a raccoon skull. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's always a raccoon.
0: Why <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's always a raccoon. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs>
2: a, that's a that's a inside joke from the odd yeah. of these people that's everybody always asks what kind of skull is this and it's, it's always, always a, raccoon. a raccoon just assume it is yeah so oh, i found I mean, a raccoon skull and yeah. and that you know I, I, I looking it up at that time you know i'm old so at yeah. that time we couldn't just google on our phone mm-hmm. um so i looked it up and finally figured out what it was and then i started getting interested on i, I read a little bit about raccoons and not that they're yeah an an exotic animal but hey it's an animal and it's cool it's got a bandit mask you know so i started learning about that stuff and that got me into the next thing and the next thing and and now it's you know three three retail locations pop-up galleries i go to uh Uh. expos and try to help them promote i was in minneapolis uh, about a month ago um helping, helping promote an expo as much as I could, just because I love this community, uh, the oddities community. They're great people. And yeah. as much as I can do, I have one of the, one of the larger, uh, oddities pages on Facebook. Um, I started a few years back and it's grown just exponentially. Yeah. Um, so those people in our community, um, as much as I can help them go promote their expos, post on my pages, Hey, go check out these guys. Um, it's just because I love this stuff.
0: Yeah. Okay. I have um, when you're when you're telling me all this stuff, this origin story. Oh man, I'm trying not to like, like I'm gonna get like misty eyed like hearing this <laughs> story. Um, uh, because it, it's painting a picture that leads. I have an, assu- I have an assumption I'm gonna throw out there, uh, then a, a question. So it's gonna lead to something. Okay. But my when I when you're telling me this and you're t- I'm I'm almost picturing. Uh, let me start with this question. Did you? I, I'm wondering if this ever spent time next to your bed as a kid.
2: That um, <laughs> it's funny, it's funny you say that. As a kid it didn't spend a whole lot of time next to my bed, it spent more time across the room in front of my bed so when I laid down to sleep I could look at it. So it was away from my bed most of the time as a kid so yeah. I could see it. Um, I got divorced about a year ago, and I was pretty bummed out and going through a rough patch. Yeah. And So about a year ago, that leg spent some time next to my bed. But uh, other than that, it doesn't usually spend time next to my bed. <laughs> but I am, yeah. I am very sentimental about yes. a lot of yeah. things.
0: And I think, okay, the reason I think about that is I'm thinking about it as a... Um, I, I don't know why that just like, like popped in my mind, but I think about the ultimate place of like comfort in life, the, like the safe place, whether you're 11 year old or now we're like as adults is like this, the bedroom. That's like, you're going back and it's safe. You're just fully completely yourself. Yep. Uh, whether or not you sleep naked alone is another, and is none of my business. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I, am thinking about as a kid, like having that in, in your room uh, ne- next to your bed or you see now you can, you can see it from there. And, any amount of oddness, right? That with this oddities word keeps coming up because of all this, any um, oddness or so what someone would think of this creepiness is just completely melts away. That's not in an existence of this, this thing, this, uh, is it, you now see past any of that and it's, you look for the thing, you see the thing behind it and what it means to you, what it symbolizes the man, like how he impacted your life, uh, and who he was and that's the meaning of this
2: right I try and, to do that with every, and that and that's again what I try to do with everything. Yeah. when people come in and oh gross yeah I try to make them see past all yes. that and look deep into what is going on here
0: yes and I wonder if that is the thing I wonder if that played a part as you as a kid start like you found that raccoon skull people are like why are you this is creepy I wonder if that was some sort of catalyst for you to see past the creepiness of something where other people see this like they see that exterior the first thing that comes to mind you see past that and you see like the beauty behind right. it uh and so i guess my question is I, is that assumption right do you feel if you if you feel that's true and if i wonder if that impacts how you see other people i wonder if that like the see any of the seeing I, passings impacts
2: it i believe it absolutely Relationships. Really does. um in trying to teach people to look deep and look past things and and relax about some things and learn about them before you make judgment, don't judge a book by its cover, again, um, in trying to teach people things like that, you learn when people walk by, if they have implants as horns or gigantic holes in their ears or face tattoos or big scars or deformities or whatever it is it's the exterior mm. look past it yeah because that person could be the most amazing best friend of your life you never know you, 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 you can walk up to someone most deem as a freak yeah and That might be the person that saves your life one day, or is there for you when you need him. And people need to realize, looks don't make the person; the person makes the person. It's what's on the inside. And I know that's kind of cliche, but think about it. Yes. You know, it's a lot of people look at me and think, "Ooh, I don't want to approach him. He's all tattooed. He's got big holes in his ears. He looks like a badass." Yeah, Yeah. It's the exterior. Yeah. I'm a soft guy. I love talking to people. I love educating. Look past the exterior. Yeah. The exterior just kind of gives you a roadmap of what they've been through in life. Yes.
0: Oh, hell yes. That roadmap, <laughs> I've never thought of that before. That is cool. The exterior just gives you a roadmap of where they Oh, man. That is so badass. Um, does it get easier i mean I did, uh, by the way thanks for going on this journey of getting like personal because <laughs> this is so this is so great I, this conversation is a reason i do i do this podcast uh the it does it get easier when you're dealing with other people's assumptions like a, a lady that comes in here running her mouth and saying things without asking questions does it get easier uh um uh dealing with that as life goes on that's a that's
2: a that's a that's a tough tough question um does it get easier? Yes. Does it get easier? No. Yeah. I'm giving you okay. both answers. Yeah, yeah. Here's why. Um, when somebody comes in and calls me a killer and accuses me of things I don't do and judges me by my exterior or what I have or collect or sell, um, it, it pisses me off. Yeah. It hurts. Um, and it doesn't just hurt. I mean, it emotionally hurts me because I love this stuff so much and I'm so passionate about it. It emotionally hurts me when people do that. However,
0: this is an extension of you, of you. The things we do like this are an extension of this is important to me.
2: Absolutely. Um, And and so it hurts. So, so no, it's not easy no matter how many times I go through it. However, it gets easier because I realize not everybody in this world has an open mind. Some people are just completely closed minded. And you know what? That's okay. Um, That's what makes it the world. You know, that's what makes people people that that's what that's what gives us diversity. And you don't you don't have to agree with someone. You don't have to like how they act. You don't have to like how they dress, but get along with them. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that's so good because that's okay. Now that gets personal with me because here I am talking about, uh, you know, as if this would be something like, you know, look past when it comes to all the odds the, the or the taxidermy or any of that. But to me, that impacts me because my whole deal with this podcast is I get so, it's all about curiosity and uh, curiosity not as just asking more questions, but look at everything you're saying, looking past uh, someone, the, someone's exterior or a situation in life. It's about empathy. It's about listening. Uh, but then I, since I've been doing that, I've been dealing a ton with my own the the judgmental side in within me of people that don't naturally have that empathy or curiosity about other people and the world. And I start. It's so funny because my it's like flipped around the way I'm looking at other people. Oh, you're not you're not interested in this. You're not going to ask questions. You're not going to listen to somebody else. Uh, so I have to remind myself, okay, just because someone else's evolution, uh, someone else's life hasn't brought them there yet, I need to be patient right. and not write them off.
2: Well, and that, and that's how that's how I am with a lot of artists in the oddities community. You know, I we all had to start so- somewhere. Yeah, and we all had to learn. And I have some amazing mentors in my life when it comes to these oddities things. Um, people that you know, I asked questions to that were stupid, yeah. and they took the time to say. Well, here's the answer. Yeah. Here's how this works, here's what you do. You know. Yeah. They taught me. And yeah. and we all have to be taught and we're all at different stages of our life and and we all understand each other differently and I, I, again that's that's what makes it yes. great. Yes. And um, that's
0: that teaching side right. of this. That's so man, that's so cool. Okay, you're uh, you I earlier asked do you consider yourself an artist or a teacher? Yes. Where does the art come into all this?
2: The art was again when i when I picked through garbages and put things together um, it just it lets me express myself and and it expresses different times in my life. Um, I have pieces that I've kept of my own um, just because it was a certain point of my life I wanted to remember and and I put something together while I was either happy in life or down or excited about something so so it's it's a passion of mine. I, I I do it. I don't I'm always critical of my own work. I put things together and I just, "Uh, eh, let's put that in a shelf on the garage cuz I don't think nobody'd like it." Yeah. And then I'd have friends or a cookout over and, "Oh man, is that awesome? Can I buy that?" Yeah. And so it's exciting to me to see people get excited about my art. It's exciting to me to get to watch people excited about some friend's art because I also help promote a lot. of... A lot of different friends. A lot of artists in the oddities community. Um, Mindset Masks is a friend of mine for 20 years. Okay. He, he sculpts and pours masks, paints them, does some incredible work. Um, Dave Jackson Photography, we, we do stuff with him. Yeah, uh, These guys are just all amazing people, and we all help promote each other. And we're building communities and, and educating people and giving back and... It's just an attitude that I want to surround myself with. Yeah. Opposed, you know, when I was younger, I had a negative attitude. I was depressed. Some, went through troubled times, and as you age and learn, you just gotta be patient with things and not let them get to you. And you know what? You only have one life to live. You might as well live it. Yes. And you might as well live it with a smile. Yes. You know.
0: Yeah, 100%. When you're saying all these things, man, uh, I w- looking at like this the whether it's a skull or some taxidermy, these things that once were living, uh, that are now dead, for me is kind of now a reminder that like, oh yeah, I'm headed that way too. This is my one chance in life. I better freaking make this count. It's right. as it's not a reminder of the morbid death. It's actually a really beautiful reminder that I'm freaking alive. I'm here. Yep. I mean this sounds so cheesy, but just getting this is well, all that me. And something
2: people need to realize that goes along with that is you know, we can't all be rocket scientists. We can't all be brain surgeons. Um, you know, s- some of us have to do what we have to do to survive, and, yeah. and that's okay. You're doing the best you can. Be happy and smile. You don't have to be a millionaire to smile. You know, you d- just make make other people happy. Make them smile. Joke around. Have fun with people. Keep a positive attitude about everything. Doesn't matter what you're doing in life. Um, it's just easier to get through life with a smile. Yes.
0: Oh man, that's so well said. Okay, I want to be re- I want to be respectful of your time, so maybe let's end it with this. Uh, and can we end with like a few just like rapid fire questions that come to mind with all this? Sure. Okay. Um, what, out of all this collection here that's that uh, that we're looking at, what's the oldest one you have? Not oldest, uh, as far as like skeletons. Uh, what's the oldest one that you've had for the longest? Well, that would be collection. the leg. Oh, yeah. Besides the leg. Yep, yeah, yeah. Yep,
2: that would be the leg. Um, the next oldest would be graffiti. Graffiti. Graffiti is the giraffe.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell me. I was going to ask about that. How? What, tell me the story behind the giraffe. How did you come to get in that, your <laughs> position? Possession.
2: I, I got that one. I got that one from a friend of mine um, who gave me an extremely good deal on it. Yeah. And it's something I've been offered a, a ton of money for, way past what it's worth. Yeah. And it's one of those things again where I'm a sem- sentimental guy. There's a story behind it. It's a part of my life I want to remember, and I just won't sell it. Yeah, it's staying with me. Yeah. So,
0: what, what's the most amount of money been offered for it? Ten
2: thousand five hundred dollars. Really? Yeah. Oh. Man. Which is way past what it's actually. What it's worth. actually worth. Yeah.
0: Man, that is so cool. Um, Are you selling? So, so you're not selling that? The uh, full lion skeleton. Absolutely. Is that for sale?
2: Yep. We have a few lions for sale. Okay. Um, That's the only articulated one we currently have. But what's articulated? Articulated articulated is the skeleton is put together. Okay. Yep. Uh, Um, We have disarticulated lions and tigers as well.
0: Yeah. you talked earlier about how uh, you can't sell across state lines correct so how do you get in possession of
2: the the lions and tigers that I I currently have I have paperwork for um, they come from natural death zoo animals yeah so they died okay, so in that the state happens. of Wisconsin
0: really yes oh interesting okay so if someone came say so you can't sell across state lines. Can you transport across state lines with the laws? There's, Is there's that... a
2: lot of, there's, a, <laughs> and that's where these animal laws get tricky. There's, yeah. there's ways to do it, but it's, it's tough. Okay. Yeah. It's tough.
0: Is there anything that you have that um, took that you had wanted for uh, the longest time? But do you do? You, I don't know if that's a part of this for you, where you have like, I would love this. I'm going to find it.
2: Sure. I have a ram up front that. Okay. Um, I had been looking for a specific color pattern and color in a Ram for years. Yeah. And the reason I was looking for it is um, my my grandfather's wife, my grandmother. Yeah. When she passed, she gave me her dining room set. Um, it's a gigantic table, beautiful wood, um, gigantic china hutch. Um, so I was looking for a ram that fit next to my grandmother's china hutch. Oh, cool. And I'd been looking for years and looking for years, and I'd find some that were close to what I wanted, and but it wasn't quite there, and I'm pretty picky when it comes to my personal collection. It's got to be exactly what I want. Um, and finally I, I found the ram. Yeah. But that one took a long time to find because I was real specific on it had to look good next to my grandmother's china hutch. Yes. Hut and, uh,
0: Is there anything that you uh, that you... Have never gotten your hands on, but you've always wanted to.
2: There, one of the most um, trafficked and poached animals is called a pangolin. A pangolin. Pangolin. Yep. P a n g o l i n. Okay. Pangolin, and uh, that's
0: fascinating. I, that's one of the most trafficked animals. I can't never think heard of, of it. I've never heard of it. I
2: encourage people to Google it because it's a beautiful animal. It's amazing. It looks kind of like a dinosaur armadillo okay um in a way just to give you some sort of oh, a picture okay
0: yeah i'm sure the second i pull it up I'm, uh, they I'll have say, yeah, scales say, that look yeah.
2: lizard like and yeah. um but they're trafficked for their 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 scales their armor um they're ground up in chinese medicine they're you know things like that but but those are those are one of the most highly trafficked animals there is and i've I, i've always wanted to have one in my collection but Something I probably will never obtain. I saw one last year. I flew to uh, Colorado and went to uh, where they, the Fish and Wildlife Service, yeah. actually takes all their confiscated animals yeah. that have been poached or imported illegally. And there's a warehouse full of. It, it was it floored me. Really? Um, there were tiger pelts stacked uh, floor to ceiling for about 12 feet long on four foot wide shelves. Um, fifteen feet high. Yeah. So oh, man, it just shows you how
0: amazing to see.
2: It's amazing to see because you don't realize the extent of illegal animal trafficking. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So that was that was an eye opener when I went to went to look at that.
0: Is there anything that you wouldn't collect? Say something. Say it was. <laughs> say it was perfectly. Let's take out legality, right? Sure. It's free from that. Uh, is there anything that someone's going to sell you give you a great price on that you say that i don't I wouldn't put that in my store
2: um, there are th- things that I wouldn't put in my store because I like to keep my store as family friendly as possible, but I don't think there's really anything I wouldn't collect. Um, mm. There are collectors out there for human fetuses um, and again, these are specimens that are medical specimens, educational tools that are bought out of colleges or a lot of different areas you get those from. Um, so would I put a human fetus in my store? No, probably not, because I want kids to be able to walk in and not be traumatized. Yeah. I, I want them, and, and there are some parents out there that think their kids are already traumatized with what I have because <laughs> there's skulls in it, but, yeah. but I try to do it as, as PG as possible just so it, families can come see it
0: oh man that is so beautifully said because that comes from that is such like a teacher (laughs) that's a teacher side of like you have it's knowing it's knowing how far you can go it's knowing how far the students can be pushed with uh before they before they break right you know what i mean and not cross your daughter's waving her hands over here do you what do you is there something you want to throw in here
1: the largest load of crack there's some (laughs)
2: <laughs> to bring
1: into the okay there is
2: okay come on in here Come on hey,
0: in here. yeah get in here good. pull up a chair you you can end it with us unless you don't want to you don't have to come on in so what what, <laughs> okay. what is it I won't what is collect it?
1: he doesn't collect anything spider or arachnid he is the biggest
0: okay biggest yes baby. Yeah. anything <laughs> spider
1: if he looks if he, not, he don't care if it's dead it could be in the shower he's screaming
2: like yes.
1: a girl nothing spider is allowed we have people who She's are like, right. we get more not coming in
2: the store. Yes. If there's anything you wouldn't collect, it would be a spider.
0: When he said
1: there's nothing,
0: I'm like, that's a lot of crap. She, oh, she, is, right. she is right.
2: The spider, yeah. Nothing spider Oh, yeah. I'm a chicken when it comes. Yes. It doesn't matter. It could be a the size of a... I'll scream. Yes. Oh. Hard pass. Those things will oh, give right. me a... I yeah.
0: I am I am absolutely no petrified of those
2: things. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I went the exact same... I'm the same way with spiders. Like, nope. Hard pass. Yeah. Me.
2: But my dad's the same way with snakes, so how's it going? he doesn't deal with the snakes. Oh, the
0: snakes. You're like, keep them away from me. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's interesting. Um, I had a question that uh, passed. Okay, oh, yeah, one thing I have to ask about is that you have a couple human skulls. Yes. I saw over there. Mm-hmm. There's one that's in a box with a really gorgeous quote on the top of it.
2: Yep, that one's, that one's actually a friend of mine's. Okay. Um, we're just displaying it because yeah. I think it's an amazing piece. Um, but but the other skulls that are, there's three or four left in here, I think. But um, mostly the human skulls are bought out of medical collections. They're bought from okay. old school teaching aids, Yeah. Um, things of that nature. Uh, if a school upgrades their science human yeah. skull, then they get rid of the old one, and people like me buy them, and, yeah. and collectors buy those. Um, but there's a there's a lot of you used to be able to buy them on ebay but now ebay won't let you sell human skulls so really which helps us yeah. out because now you can't find them everywhere and I'm yeah it makes it more valuable. yeah so. you're
0: the one that has the, the relationships
2: right, with right. It, yeah yep so
0: can you is that the I know there's a skull but are there is ebay and stuff like that the same with like like a human arm or is it just yeah. human
2: skeletons human parts aren't allowed on ebay um, otherwise animal skulls are all over ebay and yeah. things of that nature but um there are there are a few states you can't own uh there are, excuse me there are a few states you you can own a human skull but you can't cross state lines with it wisconsin is pretty lax when it comes to that okay as well as many other states in the country you can buy sell and trade human bones um, obviously you can't go dig them up at the cemetery yeah but but if you get them and obtain, the, obtain them legally, you can, you can buy, sell, or trade them in most places in this country. Really? And in fact, human parts, oddly enough, are more easy to sell for me than an African lion or a Bengal tiger or things really? of that nature. Yep. There's a lot more laws when it comes to those animals than there are humans. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that is Surprises most people. Yeah. Yes. Say you found, I mean, I'm curious about the process. If you found, say you found a raccoon school sure. in like a trash, mm-hmm. what is the process for that being uh, stable, stabilized, or what is the process of you find the skull? Do you have to, what do you have to do to that?
2: Well, the process, the process we use, um, I, actually I mentioned mindset masks as a neighbor of mine. Yeah. I also have another, uh, neighbor of mine, um, that owns wacky bones, European taxidermy and he does our beetles and skull cleaning now um we use flesh-eating beetles that clean the flesh off of the skull
0: really yes oh a fascinating okay yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> 14 chest freezers full what of flesh-eating so beetles. You, you there's a lot of skulls going through 43 skulls what yeah
0: oh man so you, is that like putting on massive gloves when you're dealing with the um flesh yeah, you've eating you've got a, beetles yep Um, Oh, the the beetles don't bother you you can put them in your hand okay yeah they're
2: not going to just start chomping on you they're not going to just like drill through i'm just instantly
0: my mind's going to alien and they're like (laughs) going through body. yeah yeah
2: right no you you set the skull in there and it depends on the size of the skull how long it takes or how many beetles at the time are are in that chest freezer what
0: Um, okay
2: because we we sell beetles as well yeah um to other taxidermists and, and and things of that nature but uh, you put the skull on the beetles, the flesh eating beetles clean the meat off of the skull, and then you need to degrease it because there's a lot of fat and grease in a skull. And when you have the beetles clean the skull, you can see a yellowish, just kind of a gross fatty tinge yeah. to the skull. So it, there's a degreasing process, which is quite lengthy sometimes, depending on the greasiness of an animal, like something like a warthog, uh, like it is in the front window yeah. here. Um, the warthogs are just a fat, greasy animal. So something like a warthog skull could take months to degrease. Really? Yeah, it's a process. Uh. Once they're degreased, we uh, do a hydrogen peroxide whitening. Yep, okay. And we use we use a hydrogen peroxide uh, and tanning bed lamps to activate the hydrogen peroxide, which yeah. really gives us um, our standout white skull uh, I consider them museum-grade skulls, high-end collector yes. skulls, um, because they are the brightest, the whitest. Um, you know, other people can can make them that white, but we get them as white as yeah. They're they not painted white, yeah. right? So it, it's quite a process. And
0: then do you have to stabilize it in any way, or once it's once it's whitened, is that it's good to go? It's, it'll, it, it well, it'll it's, it's
2: good to go. Um, there's also another process or a step past that. Uh, there's a paraloid. It's called um which is basically a clear museum grade clear coat for the skull yeah and that's a chemical process where you melt some beads you dip the skull and it basically clear coats and encases the skull yeah so
0: man that that's that is where the art comes in that is that's the art form yes there's a process so cool okay thank you this this was i know you are slammed this weekend you are you've you're running on like six hours of sleep or whatever, because <laughs> you guys are going late into the night.
2: So yeah, met, you saw the crowd last I, oh night. And yeah, this massive. is our big night. Uh, yeah, so. and tonight's going to be even crazier. Yeah. I'm probably
0: going to come back after we play. Uh, so I genuinely, this is, sitting down with you has been such a massive honor. Thank you I for your time. That. I, I really, I want to say, I, as you're saying that, I want to say I will never walk into an oddity shop again and look at the same. But awesome. I think that's not true. I think I will, I think that maybe has changed, yeah. but the, what this is like, there's there no other, maybe there are gonna be similarity, similarities, but what makes all of this and this pop-up shop so cool is like the, The intent behind it and the care about people and teaching people, it's obvious with your daughter cares. You gave a crap, you gave us so much time and you were so patient with our questions last night. It's so uh, obvious how much you care about this art form, but even more so uh, educating people on it. So thank you for what you're doing. I, I really hope that this, I hope that this changes the way people look at this and maybe even other people they interact with.
2: Yeah. Uh, so I truly appreciate your time yeah. too. I love I love being able to talk about it. I love being able to answer questions and and let people know why I do what I do.
0: Yes, so. ask more questions. That's like that's just my ultimate passion. <laughs> uh, and you are the you seem like the ultimate encouraging. Pe- ask me questions about whatever you've seen here. Uh, sweet. Okay.
2: Thank you so much. You betcha.
0: right there on the front of the website that shows all the locations that these interviews and conversations have taken place. If you've heard something you like and you want to go check it out for yourself, that's right there, or you can just check it out at the slash map, or just right there on the front of the website. I'll show I'll show. <laughs> also, if you want to reach out to me on social media or follow me anywhere, pretty much everything online is the Rob Morgan at Rob morning, whatever you, you 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 know the drill. All right, enough of that nonsense. All this podcasting has made me thirsty. You know, <laughs> I am so pumped that I do not have to deal with sponsors for this podcast, or else I'd have to tell you, podcasting makes me thirsty, and nothing quenches a podcast thirst. Whether you're listening, uh, interviewing editing, recording, listening to something unrelated to a podcast. Nothing quenches a thirst like a Guinness.
1: Hey, Hofi, can I steal you for a second?
0: Do you have anything you want to say about Guinness?
1: I'd like to take a minute to thank Guinness, because it truly is made of more. That's all.
0: all right. That's it, thanks. <laughs> uh, I love that crap. Alright, have a great week. See you next Tuesday. Anything else? Thanks for being here. <laughs> <laughs> you got say the most random thing you can think of. Yell it. I
1: got nothing. The only word I can think of is formaldehyde.
0: (laughs) Perfect.